Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb, and uh, you're listening to All Ball. And, um, you know, it's amazing how my job works. And there are times in which you get into the daily radio show, the Doug Gottlieb Show, which is broadcast live every day from 5 Eastern to Pacific, two-hour show then we do an hour podcast that's called in the bonus all it's doing well but you know you get in the summer and you're kind of you know you're kind of shuffling along how, how can i talk about sports make it interesting and then you come to nba con and i was excited joey graziano sat down next to me he is the svp of global marketing for the nba and i wanted to get into his personal story you know, he's a college baseball player. And one of the things I love about college basketball, college baseball, college football, and it's not that I push back on, yeah, I push back on NIL, but it's like the real value is in the people you meet, the things you have to do and how you get to have a great job in real life using not just the connections you make in your sport, but also a lot of the little fundamentals of what it takes to make it in sports, it takes to make it in life. What you're about to hear is not planned. A completely organic conversation. Oh, yeah, by the way, the NBA's new NBA Cup is also his baby. It'll also be in Las Vegas. We talked about it as well. We kind of had to get it back to basketball at some point. But I, I would love to tell you that I had this planned out, that I knew his personal story, and that's what most of the pod would be about. I cannot tell you how riveting this is, how, in many ways, gut-wrenching it is, and I, I'm going to promise, I don't promise many things on this podcast. I would just settle in and listen to this pod and maybe grab a tissue. Um, it's definitely going to make you think some strong thoughts of your own. 
but I, I want to start like by thanking Joey. I think he thought, we all thought he's just going to promote the event and tell us about the NBA Cup. We talked about that. But if you want to hear personal stories and how your life can change in a couple hours as a high school senior, without further ado, here's our live pod from NBA Con. We're live here at NBA Con 1. Right. Who can one. say they were they were at the first one? It's like the guy who's like, I was at the first. Remember that commercial with the guys that have been to every Super Bowl? And they went to the first Super Bowl, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And the Super Bowl started, and they had like a marching band at halftime, right? Now performing at halftime, hell, Chris Stapleton's national anthem is like the iconic national anthem of all time, and that was this past Super Bowl. By the way, Vegas, the site of I think this year's Super Bowl, right? That is. So, and we're at the Super Bowl, huh? The Super Bowl of the NBA, and the Super Bowl of the NBA, I think, is going to be here. In December as well, the guy to help us kind of break it down for us is Joey Graziano, who is a senior vice president of global events. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, okay, so uh, you're a baseball player in college. Yep. You get done at Georgetown. Yeah. What'd you do? I, uh, so I, I kept playing for a little while. I moved to the Dominican Republic. Um, had a nonprofit there called Baseball Libros. Uh, the idea was to be able to, I grew up in New York City, was playing ball. My dad was a New York City fireman, so I spent a bunch of time in Spanish Harlem. And the thought was I wanted to be able to sort of reconnect with that. And, uh, and so we built a school there to be able to incentivize literacy, mathematics, uh, convince kids that you could be able to play baseball at a high level without having to forgo the academic side. Um, from there, went to went to George Law School. But hold on, wait. You, you opened some doors there. Okay? I was, yeah. Because Georgetown was 2002 to 2005. Dad was a New York City firefighter. Yes. So that means 2001. Yes. You're in high school. I was. You said I could ask you anything. You could ask me anything. Where were you? Um, uh, 9-11? Yes. Where was it? Um, I, was, I was a senior in high school. Um, my, my father is, was a fireman at Engine 22, Ladder 13, Upper East Side of Manhattan. Um, my father is the last person to leave any Twin Tower alive. My dad's entire firehouse um, passed away. Uh, I lost um, incredible, incredible men who were great, very close to me. I spent my, my early years uh, at Randall's Island in New York. Um, you know, we were playing softball every Thursday. So you can go, not go to not go to school. My, that was the one rule in our house was you didn't have to go to school on Thursdays if you wanted to go watch Dad play softball. So my heroes, um, you know, growing up were not were not you know Dave Winfield and Don Mattingly, um, but they were they were these giants. Ooh, um, you can name them. Yeah, they. I mean, inc- incredible names. You know, Greg Stajak, who was a pitcher at St. John's, who you know taught me how to play ball, and then um, you know ended up being somebody who I can remember watching one of my high school games when I was a junior in the state championship was there at that game last game he ever saw me play the following the following fall obviously things change so names like that that um you know mean a lot to me um the the guys of the guys of engine 22 ladder 13 um and their families are you know a driving force in in my everyday reality it's incredible you know I I um I was actually, I was a professional basketball player. I played a year in Russia. Yeah. And I came back and I played with the Lakers in the Summer League. Summer League was at Long Beach State back then. And then I came back to uh, Oklahoma and uh, I trained at at Oklahoma State. And what I would do is I would go and do uh, fill-in radio. Yeah. And the guy who was the big afternoon drive host there is a guy named uh, Jim Traber. And he had been, he played for the Orioles and he was like a local legend. 
and he was the color guy for the Diamondbacks. So the Diamondbacks won the World Series, right? Yeah. They were really good back then. And so it was... They broke they, Yankee fans' heart that year. Uh, they, I mean, they, they, they Luis did. Gonzalez, like, uh, yeah, I mean, my dad, my dad threw out the first pitch of that ALCS. Um, my dad's a baseball guy. Uh, that was that was the that was the Jeter, um, you know, saved the series yeah, yeah. With, with one of the, the greatest A's. plays of all time. Yes, yeah, that was that series. My dad threw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium um, on uh, on that series. Well, that, then that makes that that the greatest first pitch in Yankee Stadium because I was thinking I was going to ask about the George Bush first pitch in Yankee Stadium, which is Icon- you know, very I- iconic, iconic, iconic as well. But I, yeah. I mean, I I, rem- I mean, look, I remember that day and then. Uh, later, obviously, working at ESPN, the ones at CBS, we lived in Westport, and so many of those families were yeah. were, were affected uh, uh, by, by 9-11. Uh, man, I, I can't imagine, and I, I can imagine why you went away from home to, to go to yeah. to go to Georgetown, you know, yeah. instead of playing for for St. John's. So you're, you're doing a nonprofit, you're playing ball, you're in the yeah. Dominican. How'd you get to the league? Uh, so, so I, I ended up leaving. I was uh, I went and went went to law school. Uh, so I was at Georgetown Law School for a number of years. Thought that's probably where I would spend some time. I I was fortunate enough. I won a fellowship. I moved to Ireland for a little over a year. Uh, in the middle of my law school, I boxed professionally. Actually, the first time I got to play hoops again um, was I played I played for the Galway Collegiate Basketball Team. You can imagine, like I've got a bunch good, of eighteen year olds. Hey, a good friend of mine, uh, Dave Revson, works for the Big Ten Network. Yeah. He went and he studied abroad, yeah. and he played basketball oh, in Ireland too. And he—that was where he told me. And I don't know if this is true. He said, "You know, they, they say in Ireland, and it's that the um, closer you are to uh, uh, the Guin- where they make the Guinness, the yeah. better the beer is." I, I think that's right. Is it true? I think. I mean, I was drinking more of the whiskey, but yes. uh, you know. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think that I think that's one hundred percent right. So you got a fellowship. You go to Ireland. Yeah, go to Ireland. I come back, and then I'm now a practicing attorney, and I practice at Jones Day. I expected to probably spend a big portion of my career there. It, it was a great firm. I learned a bunch. I had I had great what type work. of law. Uh, so I was white collar criminal defense work. Um, yeah, saving saving kids, um, <laughs> and uh, and I thought I you know I thought I'd be there for a while, and there was a family who was very instrumental to my family during 9/11. They're the reason I got to go to college, um, and that family they happened to own a small business in DC, and um, I the guy asked me to have coffee with him. He said he was going through a bet the company litigation. There was a fraud issue with his with his CEO, and he was like, I need you to leave the law firm and come work for me. I knew we're going to have to rebuild this entire thing. And so uh, my dad's rule in our house growing up was if your neighbor's house is on fire, you run towards the fire. It's the only rule he ever gave us. He didn't believe in anything else. Simple man, simple rules. And uh, so I left. I went to the managing partner's office that afternoon, gave my two weeks notice, walked out of a law firm and a big paying job and ended up at a company that had 20 employees and no real office with a bet the company litigation that was on the front page of the Washington Post on my first day. Uh, it was a small business that was taking care of kids. And, uh, and so allegations of fraud in a, in a very popular small town become a very, very big deal. And uh, we rebuilt that company. I became their chief operating officer, went from 20 employees down to one, took it back up to 1,000, wild successful creating immersive versions of Disney, hyper-localized versions of Disney World around sports. We had a third of the Major League Baseball IP, the head first companies. Um, and, uh, and then five years later left. Um, and was thinking I was gonna I was going back to New York and I was gonna take some time It had been a crazy run and I was gonna write this story about my dad's firehouse That's what I wanted to do. I was coming back to, t- to do the interviews to start taking the notes I wanted to write this story, right? I didn't know what I was gonna do with the story, but I wanted to write it and uh, While I was there someone asked me would you go have an, an interview with with my boss at the NBA Kelly Flato 
And about 10 minutes into the interview, she said, can I bring HR in? And uh, next thing you know, I'm talking about a job with the NBA in a way I, I was never what, expecting. What year is this? This was five years ago. That's amazing. Yeah. So, and at the NBA, I've had, I mean. I, I don't want to dwell on the 9-11 because I know it's, it's so emotional. Have you, have you ever asked your dad about the day? Y- yeah. Um, so, I, I've gotten into one fight with my father. I appreciate this, by the way. Yeah. I, I, I truly do. <laughs> I've gotten into one fight with my dad. It happened to be on September 10th. Oh. Um, as you know, as a senior, you, you were an athlete. I was an athlete. I was, at that point, thought I was, I was good. I wasn't good at anything, but I thought I was good. Um, and my, my father um, said that the coach from Haverford, one of the all, Dave Beccaria, one of the all-time great human beings on earth, had been reaching out, reaching out, reaching out, and trying to recruit me. And I was like, Haverford, I'm a Division I baseball player. I don't want to do yeah. three, right? Yeah. Um, and I didn't, and I, and I wasn't being respectful in my responses back. I, I was just letting him reach out and not respond. And my father told me that, uh, you know, in this house, like, if somebody offers you, like, you call him back and you say no. And you can say no, but you say no as, as a man and you call him. And I refused to, and I told him that he never went to college. He doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. And, um, and that's how I slammed the door. I said a bunch of other expletive words uh, as I walked up the door. And my father went to work before I saw him again. So I, I, I thought my father had passed away until the next, until the 12th, was when we fig- finally found out my dad was alive. So, so um, where are you on the 11th year in high school? I'm, I'm a senior in high school, yeah. Um, and then how did, how did you guys find out? Because I, I, was, I was driving in a car yeah. from Stillwater, Oklahoma to Oklahoma City, and I heard it on the radio, and I thought it was like a spoof of War of the Worlds. Yeah. And I walked upstairs to the radio station, and that's when the towers were on fire, and I saw them both come down. To get, paint, paint the picture for me for that day. Yeah, I mean, I was in, I was in, I was in school. We were in a science. I mean, I can remember taking a biology test. Took a test. We like we get noticed that something had happened, and then if your parents were are in the World Trade Center, you could come down to the library for the guidance counselor. And my dad had been at the '96 World Trade Center bombing. I knew my dad was working that day, but I didn't think anything of it. I just was like, keep going to school. Kept going to school. At lunch, we I saw the first video, the news of the of the towers and things like, and I was like, this is not good. But I again didn't recognize how bad it was. My my best friend, um, his mom worked in in one of the other smaller towers, and I was more worried about her. Um, so we went. He picked me up. Like we went to school together. He drove me home. We first went uh, to to check on um, to check on his father. We went to his father, who's a Gar- uh, Garden City High School guidance counselor. We stopped over there. I was like, is everything okay with mom? She was fine. Um, but then we get home to my house, and I knew things were wrong the minute I got home because the cars were lined up in my driveway. Um, this is before cell phones. Like I didn't own a cell phone. Yeah. So there's no way to me to get a hold of anybody. And I knew, and my mother was cooking. My mom does not cook. Small Irish woman. Like we do, we do takeout. We don't cook. Um, and uh, she was cooking. And when I walked in and my, my aunts were in the, in the kitchen and I knew immediately stuff was, we were, things were not good. My mom had heard from my dad early in the morning and then that was, that was the end. Um, and uh, we ended up not finding out for hours later uh, when somebody said they thought they saw my father. Um, and then it wasn't until he came home after, you know, about 2.30 in the morning. So my dad had been carrying somebody out from the 24th floor. Um, he had met his, the rest of his firehouse in the lobby. Um, and he was carrying somebody who had a, had a heart condition. He kept carrying that man. He jumped on top of the man. The building came down. My dad was outside. My dad's fireman and fellow firemen were inside the tower in the lobby. 
Um, so my dad, I've seen the video. My dad was my dad was buried alive, and then ended up and, and ended up being able to get out, and and uh, you know his fellow firemen were not. Two thirty in the morning, do you still have like soot and dirt all like all, yeah, all over him? He, he came, yeah, he came home, um, and and I can remember the first thing he said to me was, "They're all gone." That was that was the first words I've had. I've my father and I have had one real protracted, very long conversation about it, which I sat with him. It was a night we were together, just the two of us in Florida, and talked for a very long period of time about it. Um, but that's probably the the extent we've ever talked about all the details. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. All right, this is probably the longest you'll be off your cell phone for the entire week. Yeah, you got, you did, you, you, I gotta say, I tip my cap to you. <laughs> so, this has been amazing. It's an amazing event. Yeah. I look forward to year two. I can't wait. And seeing the growth. I appreciate you telling your story. That, no. that means a lot. To me. Thank you. Thank you. Now, we did, the, we did number one, so that means I got you for number two. Like, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, You're yeah. a good man. Thank you, buddy. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Whew. My thanks to Joey Graziano. That was emotional. That was raw. That was real. That's as as good as as uh, I've ever been fortunate to be a part of. And um, yeah, my my brain when he had told me at the before he when he sat down, we started just kind of chit chatting, and he had told me that he was a baseball player at Georgetown in two thousand two to two thousand five, and then he mentioned that his dad was a New York City firefighter. My wheels were spinning. And he let me in. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.